For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. TDN Fantasy listeners, do you want to win some money in weekly fantasy sports this year? Well, check out our friends over at Owner's Box. You can join their latest contest for free by using the code DREW9. That is DREW9, as in Drew Brees. And you can win some money today. We've talked in the show about how much money I was able to win in their week one contest. You can join in on the fun now. Win some money of your own by going on ownersbox.com or downloading the Owner's Box app on your device Make sure you join and get your lineups in today. Welcome into the TV and Fantasy Podcast. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner, Jake Arians back. Tuesday, the week is over, but it's now time to look ahead. We got waiver wire breakdown. We got Jamie's rankings. Tyler from OwnerBox is going to join us. We'll have a little DFS uh, conversation to close the show. An, an interesting uh, Monday night football game started out very competitive. Didn't end that way. If you had Aaron Jones in your on your fantasy team, you feel pretty good. If you had Aaron Jones in your DFS lineup, you feel pretty good. But that is a close on week two of the NFL. We now get to look ahead to week three. And guys, let's just jump right into it. little waiver wire discussion. If there's one thing I know, it's that Jamie's got that notepad. It's it's sitting there right to his right. He just looked at it, and it's got a whole bunch of names written down of people he's keeping an eye on. Maybe not guys that he's going to immediately pick up, but guys that he's keeping an eye on. So, Jamie, I know the list is ready, so go ahead. Start throwing names out. Well, there's a few names, so let's go by position here. If you're looking at some quarterbacks sure. that would intrigue me, and a guy that I think I love this week in this matchup, Daniel Jones. Uh, that is somebody that absolutely is on my radar for a pickup this week. He's been really strong through these first two weeks. Um, and if you kind of look at the matchup that he has, he gets to play at home against Atlanta uh, in week three. Spoiler, if you haven't checked out my rankings yet, I have him as a top 10 quarterback this week. Uh, I think he's going to put up plenty of numbers in this matchup. He'll be able to throw. He's going to run around, as you've been able to see. Uh, nine carries for 95 yards in that week two game on Thursday night. Has a little bit of extra time to prepare for this Falcon secondary. He's somebody that I'm really interested in as well, as well as Teddy Bridgewater. And that's somebody that was on this list for me last week. We talked about him a little bit. Continues to be extremely efficient. He faces, again, a home game against the Jets, another very beatable secondary this week. You know, as I, I start to look at some of these other players that if you have like a Trevor Lawrence or if you've been rolling with a Carson Wentz or, you know, even um, 
maybe even a Matthew Stafford. Uh, I would play Daniel Jones and Teddy Bridgewater over both of those quarterbacks this week. I love that. Another one to keep an eye out for, I think, is Sam Darnold. I think you just get so much out of him dumping it off to McCaffrey. We talked about the other day, which makes Christian McCaffrey so good. But you can get touchdowns there. The other one is Derek Carr is playing, I said last year, the top eight quarterback in the league, bar none. I think he's top four right now. And this offense looks pretty good. But it's not the, the John Gruden offense that they want to run, which is pound you with a running game. He's letting his quarterback sling it. They're using these weapons. Yep. Chris mentioned it the other day. I don't care who they play. That Miami defense is legit. Tua plays, whatever. But so is Pittsburgh's. So is Baltimore's. Like he, He's leading the NFL in passing by a long shot against two really good defenses. It's a guy I'm keeping an eye on. Got to tell everybody about our friends over at Bet Online. They are back and better than ever. All eyes on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props. Jamie Eisner loves him, loves him those player props in the NFL slate contest. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up use the promo code nfl 100 bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online your online sports book experts maybe we'll mix in some of jamie's rankings talk as we do this because jamie has both daniel jones and teddy bridgewater as top 10 quarterbacks this week uh, in fantasy in front of ryan Tannehill, tom brady both at 11 or 12 just to just to give you a little bit of a teaser of what the jamie's rankings at the quarterback position look like uh running back jamie well, I think to me, this is a lot of times this time of year, it's these pass catching running backs that really start to gain some steam on the waiver wire. And there are really three names to keep in mind. One of them is an old favorite of the show, J.D. McKissick. Uh, I, I said last week I expected his role to be increased with Taylor Heineke as the quarterback versus Ryan Fitzpatrick. That played out on Thursday night against the Giants. He is somebody that, again, not a weekly starter for you before bye week start, but somebody I think you need to add on your bench. Somebody that probably is a weekly flex starter for you is James White who we've talked about on the show extensively. We talked about him a lot on the Sunday night podcast. His old role is back. It was literally just Cam Newton not checking it down to him that really changed things for him. And he didn't have a horrible season last year either. I know he missed some time and it kind of threw everything off, but he had a decent season last year, but he looks like he is back to it. And a guy that I'm intrigued enough to throw, if I have the roster flexibility, now some people have injuries and they may, you may have IR spots in your league. You might not have IR spots in your league. Everybody's a little bit different. But if you have a spot and you have a deeper bench, I would take a flyer on Cordero Patterson as my last guy on my bench and kind of see how things operate there in Atlanta. I liked how they used him last week. Mike Davis, I still like, but we know he's not exactly firmly entrenched as the guy. We also don't know how he's going to hold up over the course of a full season. So if you have a little bit of room, uh, he is somebody that I'm not playing this week by any means, but somebody that I would like to at least if I can add on my end of my bench or like put that little waiver wire speed dial star next to him. Uh, for the coming weeks screw taking a flyer pick up freaking patterson i've watched him play two weeks in a row i am a mike davis owner and i am scared because this dude looks explosive as hell one of the best kicker turners in nfl history they're giving the ball in space but he's also running it down your freaking throat up the middle like this is and he gets a wide receiver running back designation in most leagues and i haven't seen a league yet on a team yet that's loaded at running back and loaded at receiver to me he's like the perfect guy to throw on your bench He's going to be a part of what they're doing. Like, that's almost a split. Mike Davis had seven catches the other day against the Bucs, but couldn't do anything in the running game. 
Patterson looks like the better running back in this offense so far. I just enjoy that if Jake gets really animated about something, the noise gate on his microphone just completely just goes off and he just like just yells into the abyss. I, it's not your fault, Jake, but just the moment you get animated about something, your mic just goes bananas. It's, it's I like this dude. It's, yeah, no, I, I, I agree 100%. I think when you look at this, in that game in particular, just he he found he has a role and it works and they're using him and he's more successful in that role. And I think moving forward, they're going to use him more. We saw New England do this with him when he was up there in New England and they found some success with him doing that up there. And I think you'll see more of that here in Atlanta. A wide he's receiver. Also really hard to tackle. Like I've yes. said the other night, he's 6'3, 225, which doesn't sound good for a running back when he plays that position, but he's still really, really hard to tackle, even when he's running between the tackles. Jamie, wide receivers, and please tell me we're going to talk about Rondell Moore again. Yeah, that'd be the first name on this list. Um, so, uh, Chris, I'll just defer to you on this. You love Rondell more than, I think, more than life than self. So I, I will so, let you defer to you to talk about Rondell more than I will come back with the rest of this list. I didn't like Rondell Moore at the beginning of the fantasy season because I had question marks about how he was going to be used in this offense. I, I had I have trust issues with the coaching staff in Arizona, and I have trust issues with you Rondell Moore being— in general, Chris. I do, but I also have trust issues with Rondell Moore staying healthy. Well, to use a, uh, a, a Jamieism, Rondell Moore's healthy right now, so I don't have to worry about that. Until he's not healthy, that is not a concern of mine. And he's being utilized in this offense in a way that allows him to be extremely successful. They're using him all over the field. They're putting him into positions to succeed. And guess what? A.J. Green does not have the role that I think people expected him to in Arizona, and he's not good at the role that they're asking well, him. He So a couple things on that. One, I think he does have the role, but I don't think he's good. Like he's still playing a stupid amount of snaps right now. I just don't, I just think he's nowhere near the player he was three years ago. And, and I think now it's really evident after last year. I mean, and now this year that that's the case. So I, I will say this. I was, I'll speak out of both sides of my mouth here, Chris, uh, because Rondell Moore is my number one waiver wire pickup of the week of the guys that we're talking about. However, if I were to throw some cold water on this, there are two things that at least you should be aware of. One, He's still playing a small percentage of snaps. He's playing in the upper 20s. Like, he's still not playing a ton of snaps. And two, his injury history is problematic. Mm -hmm. So, don't go and blow half your fab budget on him or anything like that tonight. But I think he's worth a pickup. If you're weak at receiver, which it's, I mean, it's pretty hard to be that weak at receiver, to be honest with you at this point. But if you are, to me, I still think he would be in a vacuum the first player I would pick up, but I'd still probably only spend five, six, seven percent of my budget on him. Like I think that's as high as I would go because I, I still think until he gets a bigger role, until he proves that he can stay healthy, and quite frankly, the position is so deep that I wouldn't go crazy trying to add him. If somebody wants to spend 30, 40 bucks on him, let let in your league, let him do it. Uh, any other wide receivers? I know we just had a run and more conversation. I'm sure this is going to be an opportunity for you to talk yeah, about mean, both Tim Patrick and KJ Osborne. Yeah. Yeah, Tim Patrick and KJ Osborne are two guys that are are going to be hashtag my guys on the show. Uh, look, they're going to have roles. We, we talked about sometimes you look for opportunity, and we talked all offseason about the opportunity for that third wide receiver in Minnesota, particularly with Irv Smith Jr. missing significant time. Who is going to be that player? KJ Osborne's had the explosive plays. He's had the more possession plays. He is somebody that needs to be on your bench, as does Tim Patrick for as long as Jerry Judy is out. Another guy to kind of keep an eye on, too, I think Darius Slayton, who's made a couple of big plays here. Again, more boomer bust, but somebody that needs to be on your radar because he has looked pretty good this year as well. And he has been a, a better deep threat than Kenny Galladay through two games. So all of those guys need to be on your radar this week. One other guy. One other guy, Chris. Are you ready? Braxton Berrios? Hail to the yeah. 
how, how do you not? If leave Crowder doesn't come back, yes. Yeah, if, I mean that's that's the. But I don't. If he does, does he fit with the rookie? I mean, this dude, you're talking eleven targets this week, seven in week one. That's worth looking at. I mean, okay. that's Denver's defense is legit. I don't know how much better they are than New England the way that they played them this weekend. Got Tennessee coming up, Atlanta coming up. I would take a look at him. I mean, if you're getting that many targets, that's why we love James and Crowder in the past. Um, Jamie, it, are there any tight ends that you're keeping an eye on? It feels like a very, it feels like a weaker group this week to, to, to look at. I mean, not really. I mean, I, I guess if he comes back this week, I do think Evan Ingram is worth a shot in this matchup. If he comes back, I don't know how many leagues have dropped him so far. Um, if you get really deep or, or, and you really just need a dart throw, I think Albert O against the Jets, he's been a little bit more involved in this offense in general uh, than we have thought before. You know, through two games, he's got seven targets and caught all seven of them uh, and got that touchdown in week one against the Giants. So something to kind of keep an eye on. I, I, I stuck him right there at number 15 for me. I think he's got a good opportunity in this matchup. The Jets have not been great against tight ends dating back to last season. Uh, I would not be surprised if Albert O uh, gets in the end zone. So if you're looking for a really, really, really deep sleeper there, he is somebody to kind of keep in mind on your roster. Or All right, Jamie's, Jamie's week three rankings. Uh, we have to break those down. We talked about a little bit about the things that at least stood out to us at, at quarterback. Jamie has Daniel Jones at eight, Teddy Bridgewater at 10, Jalen Hurts all the way up to seven. I'm, I'm officially, I'm waving the white flag on this argument. I've lost. I, I concede in week three that Jalen Hurts. Don't, is don't, don't concede early. A, That's the one a, thing I'll tell you, Chris. We, we thought a lot of things this time last year that turned out not to be true. So fairly or unfairly, I, I would say you could stick a little bit longer. But okay. um, one more week. But one yes, more week I think last longer. week was the best example of what I was trying to say. Of like, better uh, yeah. Don't wave the flag to the four better. weeks of film, Chris. Okay, yeah. so we'll, we'll, four weeks will be the mark that I will concede defeat. Um, Jamie, anything else that you kind of want to highlight here? I think by talking about Jones and Bridgewater both being top 10 quarterbacks this week, that's kind of the good starting point. But is there anybody else that, that, that feels worthy of mentioning where they are in the rankings? You can see all these rankings over at thedraftnetwork.com, obviously. Yeah, I, I think uh, Justin Fields should be at least discussed. I'm assuming he's going to start this week. Uh, I have him at 13. Um, we'll see where he ends up moving around. He's somebody that I'm, that I would say is most likely to be moved around somewhere on this list uh, throughout the week. We'll see how things go there. I expect him to run around a little bit and, and Cleveland's defense has actually not been all that great against fantasy quarterbacks lately. So he's somebody to kind of keep an eye on because that's a new name to this list. You know, otherwise this feels like a weird, like group of 12 this week. This feels like the weirdest one of the, of the three weeks so far. And part of it is because you have some quarterbacks here that have some tougher matchups. Like Brady's got a little bit tougher matchup than usual. Stafford's got a little bit tougher matchup than usual. Aaron Rodgers does. Derek Carr does. So it's kind of interesting here where there's a lot of quarterbacks in that like low-end QB1, high-end QB2 range that I still kind of like. And I don't think I'd have any issues with starting, even though they're not quite ranked in my top 10. So uh, that's kind of how things look so far. But um, in my projections, though, there were two QBs that really, really stood out this week as a lead option. So if you're looking at DFS or if you, you're playing different formats, uh, Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray, there was they were in a tier of their own uh, based on my numbers for this week. Uh, all good to move to running backs because I have some I have some questions here. Not in a bad way. I'm just leg- I just want to you see can the have process. questions in a bad way. It's I still there are some doing this the show, Chris. Is you got to is to challenge and to ask questions and to see why. So you talk about the quarterback list being a little bit different looking than it has in, in previous weeks. Yeah, this running back list is wild. The running back list is a little weird. 
Tyson number Williams nine. all the way up to number nine. Jonathan Taylor reemerges back inside the top seven. He is at six. And Chase Edmonds all the way up to, to 13. He is playing the Jags, so I very much understand that. But some big movement from guys that, in Tyson Williams' case, I think we wanted to see a sample size before we made a decision on him. Jonathan Taylor, hopefully he's well, on the field in important moments for the Indianapolis so Colts. I want to stop you there for a second. It's not so much that I, I think any differently of Tyson Williams now than I did before. Like his role is going to be his role. And this is what I cautioned everybody. They have used multiple backs yeah. with far better players as the lead back than Tyson Williams. So the idea that they, would, they wouldn't do it with him is different. Detroit is terrible. And you can run on Detroit. And as you saw very clearly last night, you can run on them. Uh, and obviously he has a really, really high probability of getting in the end zone the way Baltimore runs their offense. So I have him up there. Jonathan Taylor, this is like the advanced analytics, for lack of a better phrase. All of the metrics, everything, all of his usage says that he is going to have a big week soon. He's getting all of the work inside of the 10. He's getting all of this stuff. He will get in the end zone soon. There is some positive regression coming for him. The Titans defense does not scare me at all. I'm still all the way in on Jonathan Taylor. And Chase Edmonds, I, I this Jaguars defense is very bad. Uh, and I expect Chase Edmonds to find some holes in the passing game. I think it's going to be a lot of, obviously, pass catching for him. Uh, I'm high on him, and I'm a little bit higher on James Conner than usual. I guess some other names that I would talk about, I have Zeke at 14, and I don't love it. I, 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 that's kind of where he landed for me, because I also don't love Joe Mixon's matchup or, or Gibson or some of these other guys below him. But uh, I have Tony Pollard higher than I have in uh, – in games past, he cracks the top 40 for me. It's kind of like an interesting, weird, weak group here. Like, I don't feel great about, like, for me, when I get outside of that, like, top 12 or 13, I start to feel, really top 12, I start to have a ton of questions. Like, I really love the top 12 running backs this week. I don't really love my guys in RB2 territory. Like, I kind of feel like there's going to be a few of those really disappointing games in that 13 through 25 range. The running back position as a whole has been a freaking nightmare through two weeks. And it's really been that RB2-ish. If you didn't go RB early, Mostert goes out. I mean, some of the guys you're counting on, Gaskin's got had tough matchups. The Raiders' defense is now legit. Like, it's – Singletary helped you a ton this last week. But, I mean, that, those guys that you're trying to count on that RB2 or maybe a running back in the flex has been almost impossible to play. I will say, Jamie, that I the one thing I do when I have your rankings up is I always compare them to the expert consensus rankings to see where you differ the most on people. You mean and everybody I think behind I, Jamie? That's right. Everybody behind Jamie. I'm, that's I'm excited to see where I will know tonight where, where my week two rankings stood. So we'll defending uh, we'll see. champion. We'll see if I, how, how much I came back down to earth this week. But Josh Jacobs is the player that you are well and, and that's okay. because that's because that's you, because you're he's assuming, not Yeah, that, that the only reason that's like that is because I don't rule guys out until they're ruled out. Right, exactly. That was the point I was going to make, is that you're assuming that he's going to play until, until the team tells you otherwise, where other people yes. are assuming he's not going to play. So Yeah, so that's like Josh Jacobs at 20, Daryl Henderson at 21. I'm assuming both those guys play. They're both banged up guys to watch there. But that's why, again, these rankings will move throughout the week. That's why you keep checking on the website, keep hitting refresh on the rankings pages. You will see the list update throughout the Every single time I make a change, those pages update. So uh, I, I don't want to rule guys out even though it look, I would at this point, I think Henderson's going to play. I don't think Jacobs is going to play. That would be my guess if you ask me right now, but I don't want to rule those guys out on a Tuesday when we have plenty of time. 
Cooper Cup wide receiver three this week, all the way up from 10 to three, rightfully so. I mean, Jake's been talking about that on this show all throughout the offseason. And then, Jamie, one of the ones that I was interested in, uh, Hollywood Brown, all the way up to 17 for you this week. He was 38th in the expert consensus rankings. But this Have is... you seen the Lions play defense? I have. And Hollywood have Brown's been... Brown this I've, year, yeah. too. Like... Yeah, he's been good. I'm all in on this. Uh, I'm all in on Marquise Brown right now. I, I love the way he is taking his steps forward as a player. He, come, he comes in as a rookie, a lot of hype, probably too one-dimensional, has that foot injury early in camp, had a really big week one, but never really got over that injury, struggled, took a little bit of a step forward last year. He looks like he's taken another big step this year. I really like the way he's playing. He's really the only, with Mark Andrews having a meh start to the year, he's really the only reliable pass catcher for Lamar Jackson. And Detroit can't really cover anybody. I mean, it, no. it's it's getting ridiculous at this point. So I would love, I would not be surprised if we have a five catch, hundred and thirty yard, two touchdown game for Marquise Brown this week. Like I, I think that is well within the realm of possibility here. Yeah, uh, anybody is bad. Yeah, they're they're not very good. Um, and you, saw I want to know where you got the New England receiving core at this point. How we're feeling? What are we thinking about this Saints defense? Like, are we thinking they bounce back with their coaches back on the field? Do we not care? Marshawn Lattimore, I mean, if, like, where, where are we doing with, if with Lattimore's guys? back? I like more to me that the Patriots receivers is more because they won't take the training wheels off Mac Jones right now. And I don't know when they're gonna do that. I have Jacoby Myers at 50, Nelson Aguilar 54. It's not that I don't like those guys, it's that they're just they're playing it very safe with Mac Jones, and it's it's been successful for them. I and so I don't know when that's necessarily going to change. And if Jameis is even half as bad as he was in week two and week three, there's really no reason for Belichick and McDaniels and company to push Mac Jones to do things that he's uncomfortable with in this game. So that's really my only concern with them is that they don't have a high probability of scoring. So, you know, if you're not in a full PPR league, that's going to knock them down. You know, Jacoby Myers is going to get four five or six catches. Like that's what you're going to get from him. But I think it's more likely Jacoby Myers finishes with like eight or nine points. And same thing with Nelson Aguilar. Like I just, that's kind of why they're down here in that, that wide receiver 50 territory for me. Uh, it's not that I'm scared of the New Orleans secondary. I'm just waiting to see when they're going to like really just take the shackles off Mac Jones and let him open things up a little bit more. And right now they haven't needed to. And if you're winning games, you don't need to. But until that happens, it's going to kind of depress everybody but James White's value in the pass catching game. Uh, let's move on to tight ends, and we will bring in our friend. He, he's been sitting in the waiting room waiting for me to let him into the show, and I was waiting for Jamie to finish his point there. Uh, we'll talk about tight ends here to close he's out cut with me Jamie's off. ranking. I'll, no, I'll, well, I'll you listen, forever, you're, you're giving good information. I didn't want to do that to you. So Tyler from Owner's Box joining us here. We'll wrap up Jamie's rankings, tight ends. Tyler, you can jump in whenever you want, and we'll, we'll do a little DFS Owner's Box He update. agrees with me. I already Four. know. I don't, it doesn't even matter what it is. <laughs> Tyler agree with me. We know how this works. So, okay, then, Jamie, go ahead. Talk about your uh, talk about your tight end rankings and what stands out to you this week. I have Travis Kelsey, number one, to discuss and debate. Okay, no. Um, no. So, what stands out to me is that I'm, I'm going to – I don't want to wait. I just told you not to wave the right flag on somebody. I'm going to wave the right flag on myself. I was wrong about TJ Hawkinson, and I'm just going to admit it, and I'm not going to fight it anymore. Uh, so, he is my tight end, too, this week against Baltimore, who has struggled to, to stop tight ends all season long. Now, to be fair – those two tight ends were Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey. But uh, I think TJ Hawkinson will get his in this game. Uh, I'm really, really high on Noah Fant this week. I am as my tight end four. The Jets are terrible at covering tight ends. I really, really like what Noah Fant has been able to do with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, as I'm sure you could probably assume when I talked about Albert O as a potential sleeper, 
uh, that I love Noah Fant this week. Otherwise, the rest of that top 12 kind of looks like they should. Gronkowski all the way up to number 10. Uh, I'm just assuming he's not going to catch 35 touchdowns this year, but, you know, maybe I'm wrong. But uh, I still kind of have him in. Yeah, I said, like, I I still have him in my top 10. Uh, This is, it's, I don't know, man. The tight end position is so bad. Like, Kittle's doing nothing. Andrews is doing nothing. Higby had a great week than a bad week. Like, it's just a tire fire. Maybe Tyler feels better about some of these guys than I do. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, we saw Tunyon get in the end zone on Monday. Um, I think a lot of us were hopeful of the the tight end situation in New England. You know, Hunter Henry was getting a lot more of the passing snaps and running way more routes than John New Smith was last week, which I was kind of, you know, it's a, it's annoying to see. Like you mentioned, the Patriots pass catchers for this week. I'd like to see John o. Smith. He, he's getting a lot of targets when he's on the field and running routes, but I'd like to see one of them emerge um, to, to be a valuable asset week to week. But I mean, it's the same thing. Andrews was off the field a little bit this past weekend too. So I, I liked what Kyle Pitts was doing, but it's, it's kind of tough sledding for the tight end position. That's for sure. Yeah. So that goes back to the question I asked you last week. We've seen another week of this and I've kind of gone back and forth of what to do with my owner's box lineups. Like, is it worth, because there are so few truly elite slash good options, at the tight end position, is it worth spending between five and $7,000 for one of these top four tight ends? Or do you want to just take a flyer and hope you could find this week's Max Williams or, you know, or somebody like that, that's 3,000, 3,100, 3,200 that, you just kind of spend everywhere else and say, look, this is this position's a crapshoot anyway, and I'll just go touchdown hunting for one of the cheapest options I can get. I mean, Tyler Higby was uh, what top top uh, six or seven in ownership last week. Yeah, Gronk was up there, so I, I would say it's probably you know a smart idea to try to save your money elsewhere and spend. I mean, Gronkowski was in bo- in this week's top lineup in the fifty k contest, so um, Gronk and Kelsey have been the two the two own tight ends in the, in the winning lineups in our biggest contest of the week. So you spend on tight end, it's, it might be the winning formula for you. Yeah. I mean, my, my lineup in week one uh, that finished third had Travis Kelsey in it. Um, so, I mean, that is something that you have to consider. It just yeah. is, you know, if you, if you think about it too, and this is a lot of the ways I've approached uh, particularly best ball leagues as well, where you don't can't maneuver stuff midweek, same thing here. Like once your lineup set, it is set once the games start and you can't maneuver around. It's only one week is you have to kind of think of advantages at each position. like And because you, every other every team has to play a tight end. So if you can get a 20-point advantage at one position, and that that's a massive boost for you. Now, you're going to pay for it, obviously, but if you feel confident in some of the – in your sleepers, in particular at, at flex spots or wide receivers or running backs, you can do that. It, it's very – the strategy of it's always really fun. Um, Tyler, can you uh, – you, you know, you mentioned that Tyler Higby was one of the most owned players last week. I know, I believe Najee Harris was also one of those ones and at the running back spot. Who are some of the other names that maybe stood out to you for the, the most owned players in week two? I mean, the top, uh, yeah, Najee Harris was the highest, the highest roster percentage. I think the, the chargers were an obvious one. I think people got a little bit burned with Justin Herbert. Um, he had, he was the second highest roster percentage. Kenyon Drake with the injury to Josh Jacobs, uh, an obvious one. Mike Williams was high up there, but he was in, uh, the top lineup in the 50k contest i will say when you mentioned you know spending on tight end the two running backs that uh, the winning lineup had were ronald jones and kenny gainwell so i mean maybe you don't need to uh, to have much production in running, running back position so uh yeah the 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 other ones really that stuck out 
Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Jared Cook. It's just really a lot of Chargers that were that were predominantly there. That you know, I'm a Chargers fan, and you know, if Jared Cook could have gotten in the end zone there from the two with the with the penalty call, that would have been nice for people who had him. But again, Chargers didn't really put out other than Mike Williams on the week. Yeah, and then they also had the the touchdown pass to Donald Parham that gets called back yes. for a, a semi questionable holding. And uh, I took a, a flyer on Parham as one of those like touchdown hunting for three thousand type of a things in some leagues. Yeah. So uh, that made me sad too. But uh, I could see that I, I could see this week if I had to guess, uh, all of the Ravens are going to be very highly rostered given their matchup uh, against the Detroit Lions on a short week for Detroit, given everything that's happened in every Detroit Lions game. Uh, so I imagine if you're looking for teams that has a, a decent shot to be Highly rostered, and maybe you want to zig when everybody else is zagging. Um, I, I looks like the Ravens are going to probably be that team this week. What do you guys think about? I, I think about the Chargers Chiefs matchup. They're the two worst teams against the run so far in the league. I know you guys probably talked running backs earlier, but what do you guys think of Clyde off the fumble? You know, is he someone you're willing to to play this week? Not me. I wouldn't. Uh, I, I've been off the Clyde train for a while. I've always thought it's been a little bit overhyped from the beginning and going back to the Damian Williams opt out a year ago. And uh, he's just not a huge enough factor in that offense. And until I see it over a consistent basis, like he did it in the Houston game in his first career start. And then it's been a whole lot of mixed bag since then. He's still not a heavy involved piece in the passing game, which concerns me considering I thought that was going to be his primary usage when they took him with the 32nd pick two years ago, yeah. uh, or I guess a little bit over a year and a half ago. But um He's just not somebody that I, I personally like. I imagine it, it's a good call because of the the run defensive issues that both these teams have, and particularly what the Chargers have been able to go up against. But I just he's not a guy for me. Like I'm willing to be wrong on him. I'm willing to watch him have a 20 point week and throw my hands up just because I've been burned by him too much, and he just really hasn't lived up to the hype over a consistent basis for me. I think they realize their defense sucks, and they know they got to score points. And when they do that, they're going to rely on Patrick Mahomes. I loved Eckler's usage last week. I think yeah. he bounces back. I think he has a monster week as a guy I'd definitely look at in this. And we talked about last week on the show, Tyler, the eyeball test with Justin Herbert. I, one of my favorite, not even young guys, favorite quarterback in the league yeah. right now, one of, the, one of my top five, he's going to put up numbers. Like it, He kind of got bit by some bad luck last week. But we yeah. talked about the other day. I loved Eckler's usage getting, what, nine, seven targets, nine targets, whatever it was. I think yep. you're going to see a lot of that in this Kansas City game. Herbert's going to go back to dumping that off, but that offense looks really, really good. I'd stay on those guys. Yeah, Herbert looked great. I'm, I love what I've seen the last two weeks, but again, the Chargers got the, – the Cowboys ran right through them. The, I question a lot of the play calling they made from Jason Garrett. They should have just been running the ball the entire game. They threw the ball way too much, I thought. They they were running for like six yards a pop, 6.1, and they they were throwing the ball in some weird Don't situations. So, yeah, my gosh, impressive. Uh, Tyler, as we get out of here, let everybody know uh, how they can get involved in owner's box for the week. Yeah, week three contest is live. 50K is our is our big contest Sunday only. Uh, you can still use promo code Drew9 if you haven't already for a $10 free entry. Um, we're also very excited to announce that we're going to be giving uh, a $25 bonus to any first-time deposits on the platform. That's newly announced for this week. So $25 for free. You can deposit as little as $10. We're going to give you $25 uh, that you can be, be able to use on the platform uh, and, and get some more contests or get some more entries into our contest. So go check us out there. Um, and again, there's plenty of other options in terms of $1, $10, $25. Um, we're doing some head-to-head salary cap, cap contest too, not just the big tournaments. So go check us out. Go build some lineups. Super flex, no kicker, no defense. So all offense all the time. Ton of fun. 
And one thing I want to point out there before we wrap up, when Tyler says you get $25 into the contest, you get $25 to enter contests. Like it's not like some of the other promotions that you've seen from other DFS or weekly fantasy sports. I have been able to use some of these. I've been seeing the promotions that come in via email and it's legitimate. Like there, there was, it's not, uh, some of them are like, we'll give you certain credits to things, but you can't actually use them unless you, no, no, no. You can use it right away. Like you got in, you get the credit, enter yourself in, into that, to the contest, enter yourself multiple times into the 50K contest. I enter yourself into a $25 contest. I, I kind of go across the board. I usually enter uh, the max entries into the big contest. I usually play a $25 contest and uh, I think it'll be worth your while. Uh, Jamie, where can everybody follow your social media? Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter, at Jamie Eisner TDN on Instagram. And remember to join us Friday on the Draft Network's Instagram at the Draft Network for all of your fantasy questions, all of your owner's box questions. I will be live for a half hour with Maddie answering every anything and everything that you have for the week. Jake? Jake B. Arians on Twitter, Arians NFL on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio, S-C-H-U Radio. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at TDN Fantasy, the draftnetwork.com underneath the fantasy tables where you can find all of this content. You heard Jamie mention it. Friday, you can see him Instagram live. And then we're back on Sunday for a week three recap. We'll talk to you guys then. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.